Hollow Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vettabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And if I sound a little hoarse, uh, it's because I may have COVID. <laughs> oh, great. I, uh, I wake up, I woke up with this this morning, and I'm like, this only happens to me when I'm sick, Kenton. I mean, I'm not going to assume it's COVID, but, you know, that's what's going around these days. It only happens to you when you're sick? You only catch COVID when you're sick? Is that what you just well, said? Well, no, I'm saying my voice goes when I'm sick. Oh. My hoarseness of my voice, that's what usually happens. Uh, when I get a cold or any type of a throat infection, my, my throat just goes. Um, but uh, we are, of course, going to talk about Better Call Saul. That is what this podcast is going to be for the next few weeks. Um, and I've got here, I'm going to share my screen. I've caught up on the um, on the episodes that I missed last week. And I'm going to blame AMC for my confusion because there's no indication in this episode. I watched episode one. I watched the opening credits. Um, oops, I should turn down the music. I don't really need the music here. How do I mute this? See, this is the other problem with uh, AMC. There, um, well, this is actually more of a prime thing. There we go. Anyway, <clears throat> I watched the credits. No mention of any writers in the opening credits of this episode, of the opening episode. Kenton? So they didn't uh, lump them together like they did on uh, TV? No, they made two, the two separate episodes, two separate episodes oh. um, or two separate opening credits for the two separate episodes on Better Call Saul. Um, and that, and, and you can see here on um, Prime Video, it looks very much like any other thing uh, where it just shows the episodes, episode one, episode two, to episode three. There's no um, continuation, no indication that, see, it says available, and this one actually is available two days later, Carrot and Stick, episode two, which was the second half we didn't talk about last week. Um, and we so that was that not today. available the same time as it was on TV? Is that what you're saying? I'm just saying I didn't see it. So whether or not, yeah. I didn't I didn't see it like this. All I just clicked on when I saw Better Call Saul, and I like the graphic, hey? I love this graphic with the red jacket. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think that's symbolic of the, the blending of the black and white and the color segments this season because uh, because it is the final season. We're going to see those two elements come together. But I just clicked on that and watched the episode, and then it stopped and played the credits, and it didn't autoplay. So I didn't I didn't see anything else there, so I just stopped and left. And so then when it came that back... That was last episode, week. Yeah, was last, last week's week. episode, we were talking, and I couldn't say anything about the second episode. Correct. And I wasn't sure where one episode ended <laughs> and one began, so that kind of... Uh, made it hard to uh, have a complete discussion about the show. Although I will say you weren't, you didn't need to be so worried about this Manitoba spoilers. Cause I knew about that. That was in an earlier episode, those driver's licenses. We saw him. Yeah, but the made. fact that they came up again, well, um, he had them, he had them made. Uh, uh, Nacho had those made for him yeah. and his dad in case something went wrong with the cartel. He knew he might need to use them. So I remember when that happened. So that's something that a couple of seasons ago, he did that. Yeah, no, I know that, but there was an update to that where they there was a switcheroo going on in that safe, and uh, for me to talk about that would have been a pretty big spoiler. Oh, I guess I so. Eh? I guess yeah, so. yeah, I guess the, the safe part. Because so what, that what confused see. me. I gotta say, if we want to start there, that confused me. What they were doing, like I know that Mike knows what he's doing, right? He is yeah. like he kind of trusts that he just knows how to do what to do everything. <laughs> just, yeah, I love Mike. He's just so awesome. So you know, there's a reason for it, but I didn't get it. I didn't get the reason for it until. They all, then the cartel showed up and broke into the safe. And of course they're going to do that. And of course they're going to plant information there to make them think that Nacho's dead. And, um, or what do they do? What did he plant in there? Well, they're, they're implicating him. They're impl right. implicating Nacho. They're, they're, what they're doing is they're setting it up so that Nacho is the fall guy. And then what we see in the episode this week is all of them accepting that, that that is, and including Nacho. But that's there, there's only one way this can go down, and um, and uh, Nacho says, If you protect my dad, then I'm on board, 
are we gonna say spoiler alert? Well, this is where we should because there's a we barely, you know, we haven't said what the lead of this and and there and this, the episode that just ran this week is very notable for one giant reason. So, spoiler alert! Don't listen on if you don't know what happens on uh, the third episode of Better Call Saul. All right, so I'm gonna put it up here and we'll put it on and, and just have it on in silence. But I think, uh, I mean, the, again, the show is so incredible and it, it's just, they're so great at, I think the operative word here is tension, right? And that's kind of like every scene, not every scene, but a lot of the scenes are so tension filled and you don't know what's going on. I don't know why it's still black. Oh my God, you can't see that, can you? See what? <laughs> oh no, you can't share it with me. I can't share it with you. All right, forget it. Then we will be able to look at it. Never mind that. Oh, brother. Jeez. Put a blocker on it. Stop. Amazon. Like, I'm going to want to, what, broadcast it on Teams to people? That's so stupid. Okay, so we won't have to be able to, to watch it. That's okay. We can talk about it. Yeah, so this week on on the show, and I can even just go to the the um, the description of it. It's pretty a pretty apt description without being spoilery. Uh, still on the run, Nacho is forced to choose where his loyalties lie. Jimmy doubles down. So there's like two sides of it, right? So we'll start with the Nacho side. <clears throat> Nacho is uh, is on the run, uh, but it's it's good to see Mike fight for him. Like Mike, Mike, what was in this in the last episode? Um, Fring was gonna go get the dad and do what? Torture him? Like what was he planning to do? Do you think with Nacho's dad before Mike stepped in there? Well, we don't know. You know, we don't. You can all all you know. Is that this? This is a group of people embroiled in a uh, in a, in a life of crime, and uh, their rules and and what they know is going to happen is not necessarily where our minds go. So it's uh, you just know it's going to be bad, <laughs> right? Because of everything that's happened, yeah. come, that's come before, right? Everything right. that we've seen indicates it's going to be bad. Uh, it was very cool to see the other side of that conversation. I like that. I like that we saw him, Nacho in the motel and we saw that whole interaction with him the guy watching him in the motel so who was it on the phone with him this whole time i thought it was mike at first i gotta say i, I should have realized it wasn't mike's voice um but who was it on the phone telling him what to do as he escaped the um house and it kind of fled across the border um i that was last week for me dan i don't oh, remember sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, I, was, I wasn't was sure if anybody knows, episode. if anybody can clear that for, yeah. clarify that for me, that'd be great. But that person was also in cahoots with somebody because they had a person watching him across the way, right? The hotel. Um, and I think, I think even at this point, Nacho has made his decision about what he's going to do. Um, well, he's still he just, running though. At the beginning of this new episode, he's still yeah, running and he's got to go into the oil canister, which by the way, I would not have done. No. Uh, uh, I think there's better places to hide there. And I was, I was like, yeah. what is he doing? Keep running, dude. You have tons of time. Yeah. Like there's so and, many and other places space. and space. Yeah. He could have kept thought, running. Yeah, yeah. Bad idea. Go. Yeah. And I, and right away, of course, because you could picture it, um, that the brothers, the, uh, the, uh, killer brothers get out of their, and I mean, he's not that far from where he parked his truck either. Just so stupid. And I think so, they just um, wanted that scene. They just love right. that idea of somebody hiding right old oil like that he gets down it's so gross and again tension like you feel the tension like how long can he stay under i mean you know yeah. everybody the answer to the question is as long as he needs to because every in every situation like that you know he's not gonna drown <laughs> in oil he's gonna pop back up after they go but right. still very but right, very tension filled right right and right but right away one of the brothers looks over and goes i'll go there of course that's what he does 
And, and how, and you, okay, you're underwater in oil. How do you know, or under oil, holding your nose with your eyes closed, how do you know when that guy goes? You can't like, hear. Like, There's no way you can hear under there. Very easily, he could have popped out of there and just got one in the head. Yeah. yeah. Like that was a pretty risky scenario yeah. uh, that he put himself in with no exit. And that's why I kind of like, uh, I thought he should just run through the field. Like, it's not like, like you still have the jump on them. If you run through the field, you can still then. I mean, the, there's so many different are. directions. You could have gone. Yeah. Right. There's all, right. There's all kinds of places. Right. In yeah. there where you could evade them. Evade but I think they wanted to yeah. create a situation in which he had to hide. Yeah. Like again, that tension scene where he had to hide from them. And that was like the biggest, the best thing they could come up with. So it's not bad, but I just, I do question the, the logic of that for sure. Uh, so then, and then what happens to him? Well, so he gets then, away. He waits till night. Yeah. Oh yeah. He waits till night. No, I was confused by that. It looked to me like I thought there was like days in there that that's speeding up scene. I just get confused by those rapid scenes. And then when they're like advancing time, I'm like, I get that. But is this all the same day or is it just, just show us like the the sun or something. If you just want it to be one day, that's much more straightforward. But anyway, so he gets up, he takes off and then gets in touch with Mike. Right. Yeah, that's right. And then, then he, then we, then he gets the, the hotel and we see the other side of the conversation. Right. And, uh, you know, this is where I was, okay, so we know that he's headed towards something bad. <laughs> and and uh, uh, I was surprised that I wasn't sort of expecting what we saw in this episode until later in the season, to tell you the truth. Where, where and I still thought right up until the end that escape was possible, that there was another plan that was happening uh, underneath the surface that we were unaware of. So I kept thinking like, oh, it's not what it, things aren't what they appear to be. I really had that feeling for this episode, but in fact, they were exactly as they appeared to be. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, one thing, of course, what you're talking about is Nacho dying, you should say, right? Yeah. That's the, that was the big moment, to, of course, that happened at the end of this episode. Uh, or he, he in this during a standoff, he kills himself. He just takes his own life because he knows that, that, that they're going to kill him. He knows they're going to, he's going to die. He might as well just do it himself, right? But before he does that, he actually tells them the truth. Right. A lot of the truth. Yes. Where I did oh, this, yeah. I did that, and screw you, and I hate you. Blah, that was great. Blah, blah, that was a great yeah. scene. He told uh, um, the old man he put him in that wheelchair because uh, he switched his heart medication. That was a great. I would love that. And I love that actor who plays that. Um, Gard- Vincent Gardenia, is that him? Who plays yeah. uh, that? Uh, who's it? Uh, Vincent Gardenia is the guy from... Um, uh, okay, okay, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, yeah, he's the guy in the in the wheelchair. No, is that him? Yeah. No, it's not. Mark Margolis. Was oh, that him? Oh, oh yeah, sorry, that? Mark Margolis. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Vincent Cardinia. Who's that? Why am I yeah, thinking that? That's Little Shop of Horrors guy. With but, what is he in this? I see. I see the um the name uh, come up. Dead or alive, Vincent Cardinia. Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's he dead. dead or alive? Yeah. He's dead. Died in 1992. Never mind. Yeah, Never there mind. you go. <laughs> he did Little Shop of Horrors and then he died. He did very much so. Now I know who you're talking yeah. about. Okay, different different name then. I'm thinking of a yeah. different name. That's, it's so funny how the name, like I knew that name somehow. It just kind of came to my head and there was a different name. Anyway, okay. So yes, you're right. You know what's interesting about Vincent Gardenia? Just on a little aside. His last name's Gardenia. He's in Little Shop of Horrors where the plant is killing people. Gardenia. It's perfect. And it's also starring Ellen Green. And so go. it's like, how, what are the odds? 
That's hilarious. Is that why they were selected for the roles? Anyway, exactly, go ahead. Exactly. Right, <laughs> exactly. That is my daughter's favorite uh, musical, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, it's, I she love it. it. She loves I've it. always loved it, too. Yeah. So, okay, so, so what, what little I was aside. Say, I love that character. The guy who plays that, the old man is awesome. And everybody's awesome, really. But but yeah. I wasn't a hundred I wasn't completely surprised by Nacho dying because um it, it, this is the final season and you know we're gonna yeah. lose characters. You know we're gonna people are gonna start dying and, and you're going away. Uh, we know a lot of these people are not around in breaking bad, right? So we have to figure out what happened to them. And so now we know what happens to Nacho. It's very early in the season though. It is though. You're this right, makes- third season, yes. Which, third episode third episode which makes me wonder what else is in store because that is i thought this this was like finale or reminded me of the episode of breaking bad where he where um hank gets killed yes and that reminded me of that where, yes. it, where it happened earlier than we might have expected it because there and there was still more to go it was the, it was the uh, second to last episode or the third to last third, episode i think maybe Something third like to yeah. last yeah, yeah yeah and we didn't expect it. yeah and this is the same kind of thing this yeah. is something i would expect in them because they're doing this in two parts right better call saul is they're doing like what seven yeah. and six or whatever they're doing six and whatever seven. it is yeah. um i would expect this to be the end of the first part like this would be episode six or seven right that's the end he dies, and then we wait until however long we have to wait, three months until the rest of it. So that's what I thought that would be. But no, this is it, and this is like, holy yeah. shit. Like, this, this doesn't resolve anything. Like, there's still a lot of stuff going on here. We still have to find out what, what happens with Mike. Uh, we do find out ultimately what happens with Fring and Cal- Salamanca. Is that it for them? We're going to still see them in this show, or, or is that going to go away now? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good question. <laughs> you know, uh I kept thinking, all right, so the scene happens. Okay, we're sort of jumping ahead here. Yeah, sorry. I, there's also something lingering from last episode, too, that we need to talk about. Okay, go ahead. And that is, you, last week, you mentioned that you thought, like, you thought Kim was saying goodbye to the life of crime in episode one. Then in episode two comes, and she proves herself to be tougher than Jimmy is mm-hmm. in episode two. And we, we're seeing a push and pull among that couple in terms of uh, who's who's the one driving this yeah. when they, they, they both have crisis of conscience. Well, for Kim, it's personal, though. She can rationalize it if she doesn't like the people. She doesn't like that couple the, that, you know, brought in that stupid uh, the scam uh, tax place or whatever. So she doesn't have a problem blackmailing them to do what they want. Like, she has no problem doing that because she hates those people. Um, and the same thing with, with uh, Howard. She doesn't like Howard, so she's up for blackmailing him. But but when it comes to hurting people, like, I think she's starting to realize how deep Jimmy is with these guys and that it does affect real people. Like, this is going to, I think this is going to filter down to affect one of her clients, one of her, her like, a pro bono clients that she, they're going to be, like, on meth or something, or I don't know, yeah. whatever it is, that something's going to happen that um that will affect and he's gonna you know jimmy's gonna be like well i'm sorry it's just the law what if they go up against each other holy shit what if that happens in the law oh that, i bet you that happens i bet you that's gonna be a prediction for me they're gonna go up against each other in the law in the courtyard it's... court law court law can't even talk today oh it's the covid i'm gonna blame the covid <laughs> <laughs> that, i mean what do you think convert... no to not enough that time could... not enough time that could very well happen but i mean in this in, in this week's episode um his uh Oh, what's his name? Uh, his assist, uh, the the his his muscle at Huel. the mall. Huel, right, yeah. right. Huel asks him the question that I had last week, which is, "Why are you even doing this?" Like, you're what? a lawyer. You're like, Lawyers you're make a lawyer, good money. Right. You're a lawyer with a salary, right? Like, so why do you need this? And he's like, "Okay, all right, like whatever you say." But even he just thinks it's ridiculous. Even he just doesn't. Yeah. 
And, and this is somebody he's like, we have to do it, but you don't have to. Right. And, yeah. and it's, that is the, but I think the show is very smart in showing that there are times when each one of them would pull the plug on what they're doing, right. Kim and being Kim and Jimmy, that each one of them at times would pull the plug on this or has a crisis of conscience where they pull back from what it is they're doing. And then the other one goads them on. Mm-hmm. So that it appears to be something like that, that that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and even Kim finding out about, um, about Lalo, who Lalo is, and, right. fi- and, and finding out that he's dead apparently find, finding out we that didn't get much dead. on that front in this episode. I was no, we got a little though. We got enough. Yeah. I was yeah. hoping for more Lalo. I don't know why I shouldn't like Lalo. Uh, I don't well, like that actor. That's who was following them in the car. Right. I know. I know. I know. It's still like, it had I to just, have been. Yes, right. of course. Yes, of course. I agree. And yeah. And, uh, but that's, I guess that's still the, that's still what Mike is going to be involved in that. Mike and Lalo have something, don't they? I think. And Saul is involved with Lalo. So of course they're all going to be still together. My question was was whether or not we're going to see a fring anymore, or well, probably still a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, we still will, and we yeah. know we know who makes it through to Breaking Bad, and we know although right. That's what I'm saying. I'm, like maybe yeah. we won't see Fring and Salamanca until Breaking Bad, right? But, but, but probably not. Probably yeah. not. We still. I mean, I'm still every episode. I'm like, what's happening on Breaking Bad during this? <laughs> like, where are we here? I don't think we've hit like, it yet. I don't think there's no. I don't think where there's overlap. Is there supposed to be overlap? Um, I thought it was like Saul ends and then Breaking Bad begins. Well, he doesn't have a mall location. Isn't yet. he gonna? Isn't he gonna like escape from the the ship with the Death Star plans and the <laughs> in the cruise and then cruise off and then get captured? Remember how that ends? How, how what ends? No, sorry, it's a Star Wars joke. Damn it! Oh, Let's I thought for Star Wars. I remember sorry, at the I end thought... of Rogue, at the end of Rogue One, how it leads directly into the beginning of Star Wars, right? Right, right. So oh, this is I the see. same. The end of Better Call Saul is going to lead, lead directly to the beginning. Whatever the opening scene of Better of Breaking Bad was, it's going to be him. It's going to come to rest on a high school where Walter White is no, teaching. No, chemistry. no, we're past that. We're going to be past that because uh, we have the flash forward. Where he's already Gene and he's working at no, the No, I know, but I'm talking about the the incidents in the like the main part, not the flash forwards, but the part yeah. it's gonna catch up. They're gonna catch up to each other, right? So I'm saying at the, some point we're gonna see Oh, you okay, you so you're saying I don't know. I'm confused. As always, I'm confused. What I'm think, saying is where yeah. we we know they've already built the underground meth lab. Right. In, yes, in Bitter Call Saul they have done that. Um, but we haven't seen anything from it since, to be honest. No. So, well, we don't, so what's we going don't on with know, that? Well, we don't know where. So, I mean, somebody probably does know uh, in terms of where where we're at in Breaking okay. Bad at this point. Um, it would be, uh, uh, and it would be very easy for Better Call Saul to show us glimpses of what you just said, like whatever the school or <laughs> the camp. Jesse going to the Jesse right. walking, or even uh, even what's his name? Oh, I would love to see. Uh, What's the guy with the pizza sign? He had he would like spin the sign on the corner. What's that guy's name? One of Jesse's buddies, a funny one. Right. I don't remember. Oh, those name. two guys. Those yeah. Two, the... Well, yeah. The yeah. Those and so yeah. oh, they're both funny. But the one Mud taller guy. And skids. There's a joke for you. <laughs> That's basically who they are on Breaking exactly. Bad. But yeah, anyway, yeah. I would love to see that guy in the corner spinning his pizza sign or something like that. I'm, maybe yeah. they're gonna do that. Maybe they'll do little Easter eggs like that. Maybe not. Um, well, I think I'm glad that they've resisted the temptation to do that. To do that, like. The time to do it, I think, is in the final run of the episodes, right. which they, I think they probably will do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it'll be good. It'll be exciting because they've waited so long. They, they've, um, 
it seemed, I think at the end of first season, they were like getting ready to have him change his name to Saul to tell you the truth. It really seemed like it at the end of season one. Yeah. And then as it's, and it just seemed like, oh no, they like Jimmy too much. So we're going to let this ride. We're going to wait for him to sort of become Saul. So that's what they did. And so it's interesting to sort of see like, and there's still people on the show who go, what, yeah, what? He's Saul Goodman now. Like there's still people who are surprised well, that's, by yeah, it. I like or, that though, right? That's, yeah, yeah. that's what would happen. Everyone's calling him Jimmy still. And, they, right. and even like, what, what's her name's correcting them now. Um, yeah. And I think the thing is this, this show initially was going to be like a half hour sitcom or something. It was not going to be this. Uh, I remember he, uh, and I, there was an interview with, with uh, Odin, Bob Odenkirk well, when he first, when it first started and they said initially it was not going to be, it was going to be some completely different. And then they kind of wrote that first season. They had no idea how anybody was going to accept it. Like, I think that they didn't expect it to be as big a hit. So I don't think they initially expected to do six seasons of this show. You know, let's so say maybe they expected yeah. like two seasons. So this, this final season might have always like they tend to do that in tv writers rooms where they'll build it out they'll have a final season in mind so they can come to that conclusion when it's time they can still kind of have other seasons in between but they always have this final season ready to go i think that's probably what we're seeing here this is always the ending they had in mind for it this is always how they're going to lead into breaking bad um and i'm excited to see how this plays out well okay there's there's so we mentioned some of the stuff we we've sort of um I don't know. Was it was there more for with um, Saul and Kim, Jimmy and Kim in the episode that I'm forgetting here? There might be. Well, they were they, you know they continue to work on their their scam with Howard. Um, I love that right. scene in the golf. The the all oh, the uh, again classic oh, right. Saul. Again, I'm mixing up my episodes because I watched them together. But whatever, we'll be on track next week. Um, but when he's in the country club yeah. saying anti-Semitic remarks or whatever it was, right, that was so funny. Week. Yeah, that was, that was, that was so yeah, funny. Yeah. That was just a great scene. But that and whole also, thing, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, I was going to say, and also the, the, um, the uh, what did they call it? Um, the valet scam. Right, valet that was cool. Yes, that they... was this episode. Yes, that yeah, was a yeah, great yeah. scam. Like, that's classic Better Call yeah. Saul, Jimmy McGill. Slipping Jimmy, right? That's his whole thing. Get it, get it, get it done just in the nick of time. Just right. like, just... But the he lives on that. I think that's yeah. the whole point of that sequence yeah. and of that conversation with Huel afterwards. Yeah. Like he lives on this stuff. He loves the rush. Yeah. And he so does it. Kim. So does Kim. They both love it. That's what they love. That's what they oh. share together. But I think that's you're right. I think that's gonna backfire on them and they're something's gonna happen that they're gonna like, you know, have one of them's gonna have to call it quits. And I don't it might not you would think it's gonna be Kim, but it might not be Kim. It might, not be. It, it might be Jimmy that says, No, this is too far. But remember on Breaking Bad where when Saul was nothing but comic relief yes. when we first met him. Just zany, wacky. I like want to go cheap. back and watch it now yeah. and see that. I'll do it after. We'll watch but it. he was he was cheap lawyer with a hair piece, maybe or maybe not. Maybe just bad hair, and uh, with the big the Constitution behind him on the wall, and uh, and and it was just like it was just he was just hilarious. But what I find really interesting is okay in light of the episodes we're seeing, and by the way. Jimmy has never looked worse. He looks, he looks gaunt. He looks, he looks kind of sickly almost. They've made him, he's, he's, he looks sad. Even when he's happy, it's just like, it's tragic. And so it puts all of those Breaking Bad scenes in the context of Jimmy playing a role for the clients. That's what we're seeing there. We're seeing Jimmy playing the role of Saul for his drug clients who come in. And um, it makes all of that comic relief stuff 
it gives it a, di- a different level of something going on than what we knew when we watched that stuff. Right. Yeah, it's gonna. I think yeah. you're right, and, and we're gonna see like every time we saw Saul in his office in, in Breaking Bad, his office was full of mm-hmm. like criminals, of of sketchy people, right? He, yeah. You could see just his clientele was not the greatest, and and um, he he, yeah. That, that and now we have more. We kind of have a bat an idea of what those people were doing. Yeah, <laughs> what they were involved in. That's sketchy. You said Constitution. That reminded me of the office decor. We get to see. Um, the inflatable Statue of Liberty that he he guess he takes from them. I don't know what what he does. Doesn't he end up using that Statue of Liberty? He likes it, yeah. Or he gets his own. Maybe he gets his yeah. own after he sees it. And just that whole like America decor of that tax yeah. trailer, like he really loves that. So we're starting to see like that kind of aesthetic come together. That Saul Goodman he's starting to put together. And and it, I mean they even talked about that in the first episode. I think about what that means, like what the brand of Saul Goodman is, yeah. and kind of differentiating that. So that's kind of interesting as well. Yeah, very good. And then, of course, um, so we already sort of talked about the scene with the big scene uh, with Nacho and we have Mike uh, looking uh, through a sniper. And I kept thinking that thing that things would not go the way it appeared they would go in that particular scene, because you've got um, Nacho has something in his hand. Um, We know that we know that Mike has a sniper on them. If they're ever going to take out these guys, um, that would have been the spot where you could have just that you could have got them in that where you had them. So Mike would take down who was who was all there again? Uh, remind me, I should have it in front of me actually. It, w- it was just Salamanca, the, the brothers, and the br- brothers, and that other guy, right? The other cousin, or whatever his um, the main Salamanca, the guy who runs right. the cartel. That guy was there, so there's only like four of them. And so Mike would have taken them out. Or are you suggesting Mike should have taken them out? He could have, I think. Well, I don't. My, when, that's not Mike, Mike to do that, though. Mike would never just assassinate people out of the blue. Right? Yeah, but I, I thought this could have been he. Uh, this could have been a discussion they had before they went there that we didn't see. I thought, I thought they there yes. might have been something else happening that we were unaware of that we were going to find out about when this scene unfolded. And uh, one of the questions I had, and maybe I'm overthinking this, but when Mike is looking through the the sniper scope, um, uh, Nacho grabs. Uh, grabs the guy and he's got him like he's holding him hostage and he's got the uh, gun he's got the gun to the guy's head and Mike says do it does Mike mean kill the guy or kill yourself where he says do it do it Who do, what does he say what what does he want to happen there Mike does he want Nacho to kill himself or does he want him to kill the guy he's got he's holding hostage I think he wanted him to kill the guy I think that's, that's what I, I thought too yeah I'm like, I'm, but my question is, why doesn't Mike help him? I, I thought Mike was going to help him and take out the other guy. And yes. then they just got the two old men. To, like, just take out those those twins and you're good, right? Take out the killer brothers or whatever you call them. And then those just two old, one guy in a wheelchair and another guy in his, his mid-50s. Like, that's nothing. So, I don't know. That, that was weird. I um, thought, well, I thought that was an opportunity that they, that had a plan. Had they hatched a plan that would have been a place where you could, where you'd have a fighting chance of executing that plan. The problem is um, they position those brothers as the ultimate badasses and maybe they are, maybe they're the ultimate badasses and they will. um, And if you miss, then you're pretty much dead yourself. So the play it's safe is Nacho dies. The big, the giant play is kill them, kill, kill all of them, try to kill all of them. And maybe you'll be successful and maybe you won't. But but it's kind of odd. Like he's he could he could look at them with a sniper rifle, and they were unaware of it. That implies that you could have done more that they would have been unaware of too. Right. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, and maybe it's it, maybe it's just that you can't. Those aren't. If you kill those people, the rest of the cartel will come after you. Maybe it was something like that. Like we aren't quite thinking of. And maybe that's what Nacho was thinking as well, where he's like, even if we kill these guys, they're just going to send more. Like the cartel will just send them until because it's about family or whatever, right? It's about yeah. the crime boss and. And even if you kill these guys, someone else is going to come. So I think but then the actual family, his actual family, his dad, that painful conversation he has with his dad. Yeah. Nacho yeah. does. And um, so there's family and then there's family and there's the crime family. And then there's the actual family and Nacho shows himself to sort of be, he's like our moral compass on the show in a weird way. Like he's the criminal with a conscience mm-hmm. who cares about his family I thought he could have just very well have uh, ended up in Winnipeg, ended up in Manitoba with his license. It could have happened. Oh, and I man. think he was pretty close to it happening. I have to say to, to doing that. <laughs> and I really, I thought, I really thought there was an exit for him. I thought they were going to find a way to do that. And show him in line at MPI, renewing his license. He had to take Why a- Why can't beating. I do this online, damn it? There's so much he had to do in this episode. He had to go under the oil. He had to take a beating. He got a it little lunch. It was, yeah, it was his episode for yeah. sure. It was all about Yo. Nacho, and it was his send-off. And he was very good. Yeah. He went out on his own terms. Uh, it's an excellent character. I got to say, I love that. I should get this actor's name right because I should uh, know that. It'll be a potential. Uh, it's absolutely an Emmy nomination. Oh, for sure. For sure. Absolutely, yeah. Michael Mando. Michael Mando, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's excellent. I think I have seen him in other stuff. Now that I think about it, I think he's popped up. I mean, it's unfortunate. I think I've seen him as like a, you know, Hispanic criminal stereotype thing. But uh, hopefully, he gets more now that he gets a nominee. Oh. If he gets a nomination, which he should, he'll get oh, more he work, and and uh, we'll see more of him going into things. He's really there good. is one cautionary tale about this week's episode, um, in real life, and that cautionary tale is. Man, those spoilers were all over Twitter the next day, just <laughs> everywhere. If you didn't watch it that night, it would have been spoiled. And you looked at Twitter. Uh, for me, anyway, it would have been okay. spoiled. Well, I didn't look at Twitter, so it wasn't spoiled. I watched it the next day. Oh, including um, the actor himself, including oh, well, like there's I mean, all that's kind kinds of, of But that's stuff. the nature of it, though. That's yeah. the nature of it. You can't uh, – um, people want to talk about it, and Twitter is a great place to do that. I used to do that with Mad Men. When yeah. Mad Men was airing the final season, I would go right. on Sunday night, glass of wine, tweet about Mad Men. It was fun. Um, so I don't mind that at all. Just I would Twitter. do the same thing, but then you just get everybody's angry at you. And you're like, well, I don't know, mute the terms or something. Like, do well, something. Well, that's true so that they can do that as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and now that Elon Musk owns Twitter, we don't know what's going to happen with it. <laughs> so, yeah. It's oh all going yeah, to direct other, us yeah. to, uh, oh shit, no. I was going to say an Amazon joke, but that's the other guy. Never mind, never mind. uh okay well anyway so any final thoughts on the uh the third episode of better call Saul? what was the uh... last scene in the episode i've already forgotten what was it let me find out i was so um i was so knocked on my ass by uh nacho not making it to the end of the episode i think it was him oh no the last scene was um him Oh, no, this is next time. Yeah, and the other thing is they show these, like, next time or this season at the end of the thing yeah. as well, and that confuses me, too. Well, it doesn't tell you anything. Right, no. So, and it, just, well, like, and it, it shouldn't, and it shouldn't tell you anything. But here's the thing. I saw that. Again, this led to my confusion about the two um, first episodes because that played at the end of the one I watched. The first episode said, this season. I'm like, okay, that's it. So I probably clicked away after that or something. I don't know, right? Now, here's the end here with, with um, <clears throat> Kim. No, no, this is just no, this is just last time. I think it just ends with his death. It ends with the shot of the glass because he takes the glass and kills himself, right? That's what he did. What did he do with the glass? 
No, he uh, shoots himself in the head. The glass is what he used to take the guy hostage. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it just ends with them. Yeah, it ends with them taking them away. Everyone walks away and they leave. That's it. That's the final scene. Yeah, because that's enough. It you is, yeah. Yeah. And you can't, well, it's enough in the sense that even if there was something after it, I wouldn't have remembered it because that was such a big scene. Mm-hmm. As I say, it reminds me, it's the Better Call Saul equivalent of when Hank doesn't make it. Exactly. Very, in a, very similar look because it's out in the desert, as yes. do many things happen out in the desert in the show. Uh, now, one thing I'm forgetting about, I'm watching this on um, on Prime on my browser, and I keep yeah. forgetting about they do this x-ray with trivia. Oh, uh, yes, they do, yeah. So I've not, I have not looked at this, um, <clears throat> but they say the flower shown in the first scene is a desert bluebell. They symbolize humility and everlasting love. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't get it. I don't get the connection. <laughs> I guess that's, I mean, they, that's uh, Nacho, I guess, because he is, uh, he loves his dad, right? I don't know. It's a, I love the opening shots on every episode of, uh, uh, Better Call Saul, and all imagery aside, in terms of what they might mean metaphorically, I just like how it kind of wades you into the episode. Just kind of gets you, gets you ready, and and it's never in a hurry. These episodes, oh. these episodes are slow and studious and gripping, so gripping. You know, it's a perfect example of how people think they do, they might not like a slow moving show, when in fact it's so gripping the way they do it. It's a good argument for a slow moving show. Agreed. And uh, I noticed while I was watching the credits, I was rewatching the credits to see if I could see the writers and see if mm-hmm. they separated it out. And I noticed I was just watching it silently as, as I was like doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. And the credits pause for the action. So in the beginning, you see credits rolling as Nacho is like fleeing and he's hiding in the ditch from those yeah. farmers. And then he turns around and then the credits stop and there's something and then it comes back. And, and like they actually piece out the credits with everybody very carefully. So you have time to read and still see what's happening it's very very well done they just have they do a great job overall yeah you're right about the pacing and it's so much so much fun to watch a show like this because it's so uncommon these days yeah it's just i don't know any other show that does a slow burn like this no it's it's uh it's it's masterful at what it does and it's measured it's very measured and they wait and they they'll punctuate it with scenes as opposed to it's not high octane every second but when little important moments happen you really feel those moments for sure and i'm glad i'm glad they had he will ask what are you doing this for because it's it's great because that's what lots of people watching at home might would have thought in fact what i thought why are you like you don't have to do this right there's something else you could be doing with your time like you there's no reason other than uh, oh and of course um knowing that the I think it was also, I didn't, I wasn't a big fan of the season finale last year, but what I do like is them, everybody thinking that Lalo's dead and letting their guard down. And we know the audience knows the boogeyman is out there. The boogeyman is out there and he has vengeance on his mind and he is going to come for you. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to be pretty when he comes back. And I even think the um, the little sort of uh, discussion that Kim had um, with the district attorney about uh, oh he's dead and maybe Jimmy might know something about this et cetera et cetera yeah, yeah, yeah. and she's sort of discouraging him from even participating and that kind of thing and you're like this is all these are all bad decisions based on what we know mm-hmm. based on based <laughs> based on where like 
they think that they're smarter than everybody else, but there's someone who's smarter and that's the person who you think is dead. So I think that's uh, the boogeyman's going to have to jump out of the shadows soon. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see and not before probably wreaking some level of havoc. No, but I think that's where this next few episodes are going to go. Like this arc is going to wrap up yeah. at the end of this part with the Lalo storyline. And I think he's got to die. I mean, yeah. you don't see him in Breaking Bad, so he's got to die somehow, but we don't know how or what happens. So it'll be fun yeah. to watch. And um, And I do think that that is also going to wrap up this part of Better Call Saul. I think the next part is going to be the future. It's going to be, or the present, or whatever you want to call it, Cinnabon time. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be like, what now what happens to Saul after Breaking Bad? Because that's what really everybody really wants to hear. So that, or oh, yeah. see. So that's going to be the second part. That's what we're going to be, we're going to be very excited to see that. See, um, El, and Camino, that's probably El, El Camino showed us what happens to Jesse. Right, yes. And, yes. That, and, and the answer was not very much, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. And so um, I think Saul deserves something more than that, yes. than nothing. Um, but I think also El Camino might not be finished in terms of uh, giving Jesse a conclusion and maybe oh, yeah. even Walt and maybe even Walt. Yeah. So I think there's still some surprises this show has up its sleeve. And I think that the, and I will just, I'll say, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say the last episode will end with a surprise. It'll end on something that'll make us just want more. And maybe they'll give us more in some other series, or maybe they will not ever give us more. Maybe that'll be the final piece of punctuation on the show. But I think they're gonna give us more. I'm. Um, it, it's. Uh, I think that uh, you know the, the. I mean, I don't know how well, quote unquote, well El Camino did on Netflix. It was a Netflix release, but if enough people want to see it, Netflix will probably fund it, right? If they want to do another movie, they could just do a movie like that. Um, if they want to continue part of that story. Uh, I don't know how much Walter and Jesse we're going to get in this, in this, in Better Call Saul. I think we might just get one or one scene or something, but, um, that's my phone. But oh, there was something I was going to say about it. No, I can't remember. I think they are, we are going to continue. Oh, what it's certainly going to make me want to do is rewatch Breaking Bad. I'm going to do that regardless. Yeah. Like as soon as I'm done this, it's going to be like, boom, Breaking Bad season one. Cause it's literally been, oh, geez. When did Breaking Bad? I want to say it's been seven years, oh. 2015 or something like that. 2014. It's been a long time. They're playing themselves, what, 15 years younger than they actually are? That's (laughs) weird. (laughs) And I can't, and I also, I don't remember a Jimmy or Saul looking so haggard as he looks in Better Call Saul, but I might be wrong. I might be wrong, but I think um, it's just interesting. It's interesting. Uh, Will it hold together in terms of what the actors look like? Yeah, but you know, he had a heart attack. So maybe it was like health reasons for Bob Odenkirk, right? Maybe that's why. I, I, I think there's some level of making him like uh, he becomes like uh, more emaciated oh, okay. as he gets deeper into um, into the show. And maybe, hey, maybe it was just what he looked like. I don't think so, though. I think there's some, been some effort to kind of do that. I do. Re- remember, I remember I'm seeing an interview with Francis Ford Coppola um, about uh, Marlon Brando in Apocalypse Now. And he's like, at the end, Marlon Brando will be emaciated and they'll find he'll be thin and he'll be like, basically the jungle will have consumed his soul. And then Marlon Brando shows up on set and he's like 300 pounds overweight or something. He's like, here I am to shoot my role. And he's like, okay, we'll change the story. <laughs> he's been, he basically has consumed the jungle mm-hmm. is the way, is the way that shows up. So, I mean, it's true that some actor, the way an actor looks sometimes 
will play into what the metaphor is or something. Mm -hmm. But I just think it's, I, I would like to, for me, that's what I would like to see. The, the difference in physical appearance, give, especially given that they are older than they were, but playing themselves in the past. You know, it's, it's, it's an, uh, but this is probably the best prequel that's ever been made. Oh, for sure. And I got to love that. I love the flip phones. I love, I want to get a flip phone now because oh. of all these flip phones <laughs> they're using. Like those are so much fun to flip. Remember those? We only have oh, them for yeah. a short time, but, but they're really a lot of I, fun. It was such a short time. I never even got one. It went, I think, it went, I think mine, I don't think I actually had a flip phone. I think I had a, like a little phone like that or something. I don't know. I went oh, from uh, a cordless phone uh, in a uh, cordless phone in the house to an iPhone. Right. So fast. It was like, it was like <laughs> what's going time. on? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, we'll continue watching, of course, and, and give us your thoughts on Better Call Saul if you're watching along. Uh, you can follow us on our social media below. Until next time, I'm Dan Vetabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Uh, don't let Jimmy McGill hit you on the ass. I don't remember. What did I say last year? Uh, don't let the, I don't remember what we said. Oh, don't let the sin hit you on the bond is what we said. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Also, let me submit do it again. your suggestions for how to end the Saul podcast. Ah. Uh because we can't think okay. of one, clearly. Some submit their suggestions go ahead i'm kenton larson don't let the sin hit you in the bond that's a terrible tagline i know it is but we'll come up with a better one all right